I was just thinking about life, you know, thinking about love, thinking about the world, thinking about moons and dunes and spoons. Costa update. Back in Costa today. Uh, new, uh, n- new, new development at Costa. Uh, my boy, my adopted son, uh, Jeffrey, uh, is now uh, is now working in Costa. Apparently, uh, for those that you are un- uh, those of you who are unaware uh, with Jeffrey's work, um, he is a young immigrant boy who came over on the boats from Brazil. And you know the sort of uh, somewhat racist trope of, you know, foreigners coming over here, stealing our women. That's Jeffrey. (laughs) That's him. That's who they were talking about all along. Coming over here, armbarring our men, choking our men unconscious and stealing our women. Uh, He's a very good boy uh, that I know from Jiu-Jitsu who is a terror. Uh, for all intents and purposes, he is a demon from hell. Uh, he's a monster of a boy, a uh, sweet young boy, uh, who will, uh, who can kill you in many, many ways uh, in, in a matter of seconds. Um, he beat up Mum Dance once at uh, an MMA class, and then afterwards, Jeff was like, yeah, that kid's fucking good. How old is he? I was like, he's 17. Like, Fucking hell. <laughs> he, he has humbled many a, many a grown man. Um, anyway, he now works in Costa, and he's made me uh, pay full price, uh, which is a shame. Uh, maybe it's just maybe he has something against blue belts. It's possible. It's possible. I guess now he's taking an English person's job. Um, that said, I don't know if I've ever... Uh, don't know if any English people work at Costa. Could they give a fuck? Anyhow... Um, Squidge is in the chat. He seems a little behind the times of the new time of, uh, quite literally behind the times of the times of Coffee and Memes, which is now on at 10 a.m. And uh, back to 10 a.m., back to the much desired time of 10 a.m. and the much less triggering time um, of 10 a.m. The 8 a.m., some people really, whew, they just, I understand that mornings can be frisk particularly very triggered by by the 8am time so much so they just abandon the show uh leaving it like used johnny at a bus shelter you know discarding it uh, like like he's done with many women in his life after he sullied them um, and many men as well he doesn't i mean at least he doesn't discriminate on the grounds of gender when it comes to the people that he uh, discards after using them sexually sexually but you know what you're gonna do anyway. Merck is on about something communism related. That this is unsurprising. Uh, the chat can filter out communism. That would be idea. I guess you can. I think you can probably add. I wonder whether or not you can add certain terms and phrases to be automatically blocked in the chat. You could automatically block things like "true communism has never been tried." Yes, but that wasn't real communism. Please don't mention Venezuela. You know all the. You know. That sort of thing, you know. Vote Bernie. You know, you just the, you know, so Rebecca Long Bailey is a good candidate. Things like this, you could just have immediately filtered out. Uh, Falcon D says, "Big up my boy Stalin." Uh, Repping, repping Stalin's ends each and every. Listen, guys, it's Wednesday. 
it's a fine day out there. It's a, certainly a finer day than the beginning of the week. Certainly a finer day than yesterday, when me and the long mover, the long one, not long Bailey, the long dog. Just, uh, just imagining myself out walking the dog, except the dog is Rebecca Long Bailey and she's just on a lead. She's scampering about. Maybe she's off lead. I don't know if she could be trusted off lead. She's scampering about the Brighton promenade, sniffing the anuses of other um, Labour candidates, <laughs> Labour leadership candidates. They're all just there, dogs. Keir Starmer, uh, the other uh, woman whose name escapes me. I mean, it's a. I guess it's sort of a... Could you consider it a two-horse race between the long mover and Starmer? Smear Starmer? I think Smear's so far out ahead now that it's not really up to much. Um, the long mover, uh, the long one, has been texting Labour members, though, saying, Hi, this is Rebecca Long-Bailey. Will you be voting for me in the upcoming, <laughs> the upcoming election? Uh, to which everyone I know that's a Labour Party member has replied, No. No, thank you. Thank you, but no, thank you. Um, uh, so anyway, just imagining uh, Long Bailey on the lead, just sniffing stuff, doing wheeze on trees, doing wheeze on walls, doing wheeze on piles of leaves, um, doing wheeze on the bourgeoisies. So there's a conjuring image. Conjuring? It's a bracing image, isn't it? I don't know whether or not she'd be... I guess she'd just be in her normal sort of... I don't know, a trouser suit, perhaps. Something like that. Do you know, a skirt that finished way below the knee. Flats, you know. Who knows? Uh, and nevertheless, a conjuring image. Uh, guys, why is this please traps routine? I'm getting a lot of that on the, on the chat, on the shout box from the app. Guys, update your fucking apps. I swear to God. Update your bloody, update your Android app. Update your... Uh, iPhone app. If you do not have the version of the app that has the shout box in it, they're grey. They're dark grey the whole fucking time, whether or not you're in light mode or dark mode. They're a nice, lovely, stylish dark grey. And then you can use the fucking shout box. And I, I will read to you now some of the... I've got it on my phone. I've, got, I've made a special app for checking all of this, but no one else, no one publicly can see this yet because it is rabid. Um... Wow, Tim, okay, someone's testing out how much stuff, clearly, that you can um, put into one chat box. Tim Westwood um, has been posting uh, recipes uh, for, what is this? Some sort of pasta, I guess. It says, put a large saucepan of water on to boil, finely chop 100 grams of pancetta, uh, having first removed any rind. Finally, great. 50 grams of uh, pecorino cheese and 50 grams of... I mean, I might as well just finish off with this. There's a lot. I mean, different... I mean, this is a long recipe, man. That's a lot of stuff to... Oh, it was a ragu. Nice. Making a nice ragu. That's good, isn't it? Um, thanks. That's Tim Westwood. They're the uh, hip-hop DJ. He also says, excited for today's pre-record. Pimp your asshole. Watch out for that anus. Uh, chips and curry or chips and gravy. Um, high ranking says Zippy was a nonce. Okay. Says, says, oi, oi, we're listening. Big love, smash everyone and everything. Um, that seems to be someone using it in an actual serious fashion, I presume, for Jimmy Budd's show. Um, Pepe says, feels good, man. High ranking says, where can I torrent Cytron sample packs? 
Stranger says, Gimme dem ladies with the ding-dongs. Very progressive. Um, and Stranger also says, Please, traps. Oh, does he mean like, uh, lady? Oh, okay, I guess that goes along with the ladies with the dim- them ding-dongs. Like a trap. Like a... Um, for a look on the outsider, uh, a lady. But, you know, when you... When you go home, the situation has changed. Um, Durham Constabulary says, uh, we require a little bit more... Hold <laughs> on, I'm reading them in the wrong order. Uh, oh, no, there's just the one for the Durham Constabulary, which says, we would require a little more information first, Jimmy. This <laughs> is... Jimmy Bard, Northern Snitch, uh, the North's answer to Jeff Nowitzki. Um, who is obviously in, in contact with the Durham Constabulary, presumably informing informing on someone. I don't know. He's not really a snitch. I'm only joking, yeah? It's only because he tried to out me as a, di- a drummer-based industrial complex shill, which I may or may not be. Maybe I'm playing the long game with it, you know? Uh, Mr. Merck says, just testing this out. Uh, does this work? How about now? And Mitten says, I actually like gravy. Uh, so there you go. The uh, live chat, the shout box on the app is suitably rabid. Um, so you'd be welcome to send stuff, send messages. Oh, a few more here. John Smith says, I'm using the fucking shout box. Uh, Wodge says, big up communist massive. Uh, Ma- Maddie M says, I'm hidden in Rankin's basement. <laughs> and Jeffrey Epstein, someone, whoever's basement is, doesn't know how to spell Jeffrey. You spelt it the wrong way. You spelt it in the way my granddad spells it. My granddad is also, it's also called Jeffrey, and has an island. Uh, no, hold on. Anyway, uh, Jeffrey Epstein says, "I'm back. Time to see Andrew for a party." Um, anyway, you can use the app. You can get in touch with the, with the shout box. There's also a tip jar if you want. If you want to, um, you can send a message with the tip jar. Um, you can send cash, actual real cash, and you can subscribe and support the station. And because without your support, uh, we, you know. We might as well just fucking have ribs removed, if you know what I mean. You know, that's effectively, without the support of the listeners, we would both physically and metaphorically be having ribs removed. Anyway, guys, it's Wednesday. It's 30 minutes past 10. It's coffee and motherfucking memes. Steady job, a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Slubby. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Oh, I don't know which one's the fucking thing now. I don't know why that. I've done that about 300 times. Yeah, for some reason today, I forgot which button I have to press to get it back onto my beautiful, thick-bearded face. Um, Gordy McGord face, he says, Blair. And Pingu says, send nudes. So, all fun at the fair on the Threshold Shout Box. Uh, remember, the Shout Box is anonymous, so you can use, use it as a way to anonymous, on, anonymously send abuse. Uh, to send threats um, to uh, instigate communism. So that is, frankly, it's the only way it's going to happen, isn't it? Look, what have we got 
guys today in terms of fucking bollocks to laugh at, to scorn, and to take in vain. Woman who lost mixtape on holiday finds it 26 years later in an art exhibition. Wow. Wow. Um, moment far- farmer jumps into floodwaters to save sheep. Storm Dennis. Storm Denise. Uh, anyway, a woman who lost a mixtape she had made on a family holiday in Spain in the early 90s randomly found it while visiting an art exhibition in Sweden more than two decades later. This is the second story about someone losing something like years and years and years ago and it turning up in Scandinavia. There was some woman who lost a ring in the 70s and it turns up buried in a Finnish forest. You'll fucking turn up buried in a Finnish forest if you're not careful, pal. Anyway, Tim Westwood uh, has drawn a penis using brackets and equals signs and uh, a D. Uh, Andy C has messaged in to say, wow, the show is an inspiration to us all. I wish I'd thought of it. Well, Andy, I'm afraid you may be hot stuff on the ones and twos, but when it comes to the lols, the feathery king abides. Uh, Stella Weddell uh, was just 12 when her... Homemade cassette featuring hits by Shaggy, UB40, and the Pet Shop Boys uh, was lost in either the Costa Brava or, or Majorca. She was convinced she would never see it again, and after years of counselling, finally came to terms with that fact. But almost 25 years later, the tape was discovered. 2017, it washed up on a beach more than 100, uh, more than 1,200 miles away in the Canary Islands, and miraculously still worked. Would that happen with an MP3? You threw an MP3 into the, you know, through the file, into the sea, cast it adrift, and then years later, 20, 25 years later, it washed up uh, on a beach. Would it still sound as good? That, fucking, there'd be some twat out there that's saying that's the only way that you can really get that, that special sound, you know, that, you know, that warmth. Yeah, that's the only way you can get that grainy, Grainy warmth, yeah, the proper classic, you know, the real classic grainy warmth is take your MP3s, throw them in the sea, and then just hope, just hope and pray to Jesus, pray to Cockney Jesus that they wash up on a beach and someone, you know, has the smart idea, someone has the good sense to put it in an art exhibition, and then you can go to that art exhibition and you can record it onto reel to reel, take it back to your studio, put it onto a record and hyper double release it. Artist Mandy Barker from Leeds specialises in marine photography and is currently touring an exhibition of plastic pollution. Uh, she found the tape on a beach in Fortaventura and sent it off to a professional audio restorer who was stunned to find out it will played. It will played. Stunned to find out it will played. Uh, Mandy includes the cassette uh, as well as a full track listing in her exhibition Sea of Artifacts. Last summer, the exhibition made its way to Stockholm, where Stella, from Berlin, happened to be visiting on a a holiday tour of Scandinavia. You know what? I reckon this woman, uh, uh, Stella, I think she's lying. I think anyone could do that. It's like, oh, wow, look at this. It's it's like it's a mixtape that they found in the sea. God, look at all the tracks on it. It must be from the 90s. I was alive in the 90s. I liked Shaggy. Newbie 40. I'm going to pretend it's mine. Hell, I might even get into the metro. Lies, isn't it? She noticed the track listing with the tape. She noticed the track listing with the tape and something jogged her memory. Unbelievably, she realised the cassette was hers. 
Stella said, I was reading the track list. It seemed very familiar to me, so I took a picture of it and compared it to the original CD from 1993, which I still have. And it was the exactly the same track list. Uh, but starting with track three, I remember that I didn't like the first two songs. I always made tapes from my CDs uh, at the time uh, to listen to them with my Walkman. Stella emailed Mandy and said, uh, it was an astounding chance for Stella to walk into my exhibition and recognise her tape. Tape will continue touring as part of the exhibition before being returned to Stella. Wow. So the the some of the hit songs on it are Somebody Dance With Me by DJ Bobo. Would I lie to you, Charles and Eddie? Nice bit. Nice bit. Uh, the Jungle Book Groove by the Disney cast. Rock With You in a Circle. Do You See the Light by Snap. Oh, Carolina, Shaggy. Nice. The Key, The Secret, Urban Cookie Collective. Christ, they don't make them like this anymore, do they? I mean, what would it be now? Fucking like The Beebs, Lizzo, you know, Juicy Juicy. I eat that lunch, yeah? Juicy lunch. Lunchy juice. Eat the lunch. Look at it from the front. Now have a look at it from the back. Now have a look at it while I'm separating my butt cheeks. Yeah? Do you see it? Yeah. Not good, is it? Mm. Anyway... Fucking 20 minutes in now, we should probably play a record, I guess, shouldn't we? Let's, uh, let's look into that. Let's, let's take a little, little glimpse into the void. What do we have? There was some... We were playing the face... Face release, face and sub... Uh, subtension uh, release. That was a nice bit. It's a flavour D bit here. Memorise. It's on hospital. I think this could be worth a nose up. Andy C says, tell Mitten I'm on my way back from the record store. Wow, that would be a turnout for, for the books, wouldn't it? Um, Mrs. Mangle says, kick Bouncer in the balls. And DJ Fresh says, I got a new dub of the Dibby Dibby sound I'm planning to release and get rich. Will you play it for me to get the hype started? Of course, Dan. Of course.
of people complaining that this is a little bit prime time for coffee and memes. Fair enough. I quite like it though, I like it. Not the bass. Khan in the chat why didn't you do a Mr Happy remix of this <laughs> come on that's what the give the people what they want come on uh, yeah that's Flavor D it's on Le Hopital it's called Mesmerize it's a little bit a uh, little bit Animac for me uh, but nice bit of gear you know I'm, I'm fucking complaining not a fucking ah fucking man um, we'll play something off that new Teddy Killers EP off Eat Brain next that will uh Swing the pendulum back in the other direction. More in the more the more throwy direction. The more the more slingy. No, I mean, fuck here now. Um. Anyway. Uh, oh no! I just closed the tab. That was not supposed to get. <laughs> Shit! It's a picture of a baby. Looks like it's been eating ass. Wow. Um. So where where is it? Oh, you know, shit. Um. Mum uh, has uh, fake tanned. Uh. The bobs. And um, then breastfed uh, with hilarious, uh, with uh, hilarious consequences that the um, baby now has a tanned face in the sort of looking like a young Homer Simpson in many ways, or looking like he has been eating the ass. Um, start him young, I guess. Um, well, there's a few, few bits and bobs. Experts are scanning the stars for techno signatures uh, from alien civilizations. Right, so effectively. Experts are making big satellite dishes that are trying to ask aliens for track ID. Is that what's going on here? They just think the fucking universe is one giant episode of Boiler Room. And they just stood there looking bored and confused and then sniffing a key. You know, and they're blowing up the YouTube comments with track ID. Pathetic. Experts do better. Yeah. Um, Bezos bought the most expensive house in LA and it cost him almost nothing. Jeff Parsons with another classic no shares. They fucking hate the people, the British people cannot stand Jeff Parsons, can they? Uh, Jeff Bezos has reportedly spent 165 million on a nine acre property in Beverly Hills. Fucking nine acres in Beverly Hills. Wild. The property is called the Warner Estate. It was built for one of the founders of Warner Brothers and includes guest houses, tennis court, and a golf course within the grounds. It's also become the most expensive real estate purchase in Los Angeles history. The guy who, uh, the previous one, uh, was purchased by Matey who started Minecraft. He seemed like he sort of bought it for a laugh as well. For context, Jeff, Jeff Bezos... Uh, has a 131 uh, billion net worth. So stumping up 165 million 
uh, for LA's plushest pad cost him, according to our calculations, about 0.126% of his uh, net worth. If I bought a house uh, that was 0.126% of my uh, net worth, uh, it would be a, a, like a, a discarded uh, Big Mac wrapper. I think, yeah. I mean, can we could go into negative, just negative sort of value. Um, Bezos bought the mansion from media mogul David Geffen, another fabulously wealthy individual, and it will sit alongside a cluster of homes, one in Seattle, one in New York, that he owns. The house was built in the 30s and allegedly contains wood from the balcony that Napoleon was standing on when he proposed to Josephine. Napoleon used to like Josephine to be dirty. And I don't mean uh, metaphorically, I mean literally. He, if, when he knew he was returning from battle, like, and he was going to be a few weeks, he would send word ahead uh, to tell her to stop bathing so that she was all nice and dirty when he, when he got home. God bless him. God bless him. Average height for the time, apparently. Uh, the, according to Architectural Digest, the house offers expansive terraces and gardens, two guest houses, nursery, and three hot houses, tennis courts, swimming pool, nine-hole golf course, motor court, motor court, complete with its own service garage and gas pumps. Wow. You fucking know you made it when you got your own petrol pump. Jesus. Uh, the uh, as we all know, Bezos made his fortune through Amazon. But he started in his garage in 1994. Um, the company has grown to such a size the 56-year-old tech mogul can now make 13 uh, billion, uh, sorry, 13 million in just 15 minutes without lifting a finger. Still not enough to get decent hair plugs, though. Anyway, so. Oh, okay, so the thing is that it, it cost him almost nothing. Well, it didn't cost him almost nothing, Parsons, you fucking moron. Uh, it cost him the price of the house. It's just very little to him. It's relative. Anyway, the positive numbers were a result of Amazon's one-day shipping program expansion coming under budget uh, and Prime Loyalty Club membership rising by 50% in two years. Clearly, the man decided to celebrate by splashing out on a nice new mansion for himself. And God knows he deserves it. Don't you think? You know, he's he's not a good-looking man, but he's a rich man. So God knows he deserves all the happiness in the world. You know, he's uh, he looks like a peanut, like a shine, like someone has varnished a peanut. And that's fine, isn't it? You know, swings and roundabouts, I guess. Isn't it? Swings and roundabouts. Pathetic ham and cheese toasty. Cost eight and a half quid at Heathrow. See, now, Jen Mills knows what's what. Best part of 3,000 shares for this one. Jen Mills, not Jeff Mills. Let's go with Jeff Mills. Jeff Mills, uh, writing for the Metro here, has written about this pathetic ham and cheese toasty. It's cost uh, 8.25 at Heathrow. Jeff Mills wrote, would you pay... That, I mean, that is ridiculous. Is that That is... I mean, is there any ham in that? Anyway, would you pay £8.25 for this? Well, no, actually. A woman reckons that she shouldn't have to. And she shared the photo of her pathetic ham and cheese toasted that she bought while waiting for a flight. Hannah Bennett posted the pic showing the sandwich without a hint of garnish. Is that the issue, the lack of garnish? Uh, looking rather too small for the plate. 
She captioned the post with a ham and cheese toasty costing eight fifty at the Prince of Wales pub in Heathrow Terminal 4. A pathetic excuse for a meal. Uh, not personally sure what to, what the stick is actually doing, as it's not structural. Okay, yeah. I mean... That's... <laughs> Like whoever made that, you know, I mean, maybe that is, maybe they've made it to the exact specification that they're supposed to make it. But whoever has made that sandwich, um, for people just listening, you know, either on the podcast or on the radio, imagine two pieces of white bread, the cheapest white bread money can buy, um, and that's it, really. I mean, you can see a sort of, I guess you could see a sort of insinuation of ham in there, but it's more of a it's more of a metaphor of ham than it is a reality. You know, it's more of a, a kind of... I think it would be hard to argue against someone that claims that there is no ham in it. Let's just put it that way. You know, it, it there is as much ham in there as there is amount of times that communism has worked. Let's, you know, let's, let's, put, it, let's put it like that. Um, anyway, commenters on Rate My Plate Facebook page agreed the meal was subpar. <laughs> yep, we are. We, we have taken a consensus and we are all in agreement that that is a subpar sandwich. Victoria Powell said, And now they're just quoting people off the fucking Facebook page. Get a quote from the Prince of Wales pub and get a quote from the fucking Prince of Wales. They're li- clearly licensing his name. Yeah? So... He, you know, he should be able to, like, strip them of that licence, you know, for serving subpar ham sandwiches. And I think that would be a reasonable reason to effectively have that entire business and all the staff who are employed there shut down. Not only should those people lose their jobs, but they should be cancelled. We should dox every single member of staff in that restaurant and we should, we should want their homes addressed. I want to know where their kids go to school. Yeah, right. I want, I want to send those lads that Elion employed to go and dig up dirt on Pedo Guy. Yeah, I want them investigating every single member of staff at the Prince of Wales. If they've got fucking dirt on them, if they have got one speck of grit on them, I want it all over Twitter. I want billboards plastered up. If one of those, if one of the people, yeah, if one of the people who work at that restaurant said, I don't know, maybe they use, maybe they use the word Oriental on Twitter in, you know, 2011. Yeah, I want them, <laughs> I want it to be known. You know, they, look, if you're going to serve up, look at the state of that sandwich. That is a disgrace. Call it, unbelievable. you should be. You should be, should be depersoned, yeah. You should have your British citizenship stripped from you, even if your family heritage goes all the way back to fucking King Arthur, yeah. You should be deported. You should be sent somewhere where you should be sent to somewhere on the planet where that would be considered a decent sandwich. I don't know where that would be. Maybe North Korea, you know. It's a disgrace. What have they? Re- have Lab Bible or the Metro reached out to them for comment? Um, 
Uh, they're still just going on now. Someone on TripAdvisor's fucking space person for the restaurant group, which owns the pub, said, we're disappointed to hear that the certain customers, that certain customers were not satisfied with their experience in one of our sites. We pride ourselves on value, quality, and experience across our portfolio, and we will be looking into these specific comments. Okay, so that's just nothing. It's just hot air. It's just fucking breeze. It's just air, pro- air pie from, quote-unquote, the restaurant group, hmm. a shadowy organisation, fucking the chain restaurant industrial complex. Pathetic, absolutely pathetic. The restaurant group. Jesus Christ, it's fucking Royal Thompson, Jamie Oliver, fucking Gordo, yeah, Ramsey, Harry Ramsden. They're all in there. They're all, it's just like, it's big restaurant, isn't it? Yeah, the little chef, he's there, fat cunt. Yeah, and his little fucking chef whites, yeah, dipping his dick in the gravy. Yeah, the little chef. The happy eater, he's there. He's He is fucking two... Sa- he is that sandwich away from needing a gastric band, the happy eater. They don't have happy eaters anymore, but something that always caught my attention with the happy eater, the, the sign, the logo of the red face gobbling, yeah, he is putting his fingers down his throat. Uh, why is he happy to eat so much? He's bulimic. He can eat as much as he wants. It's not a good idea, though, you know? There is a downside to bulimia. He's got a fucking eating disorder. Then the little chef is... The the little chef's cholesterol needs serious attention, yeah? He needs to go on a low-calorie diet. There's no question about that. Anyway, him, Worrell T, Ramsey, Harry Ramsden... They all sat round the restaurant group, the shadowy organisation, the fucking Illuminati of the burger world. Yeah, and they're like, say, someone, someone's complained about the, about the ham sandwich. Ramsey looks at it, it's like, it's a perfectly acceptable ham sandwich. What are these fucking cunts complaining for? And we'll just issue a fucking... Oh, look, people are commenting on this. The comments are coming up in the bottom of the screen. Billy. Uh... As much as we don't like it, what? Oh God! There's an actual people are actually debating this. What? I worked on airport. I worked on airport kitchen. Why no one asks how much airport takes the company who is selling there? I tell you how much in Scotland. As I know, thirty percent for every one item sold goes to airport. You earn twenty thousand. You pay six thousand to airport, and because it is Heathrow, the biggest airport in UK. Fee might even be 50%. Fun fact! Ask how much James Martin Kitchen, yes, that guy from TV staff in Glasgow Airport, got pay. Those who have £8.21 are considered as lucky. It is nothing new they are hiring young workers to pay them £6.15. It's sort of a side issue, isn't it? So what he is effectively defending the restaurant there, saying, listen, they've got fucking overheads, yeah. They want to serve up of some waffer waffer fucking shiny you know reflective ham you know and a couple of pizzas a couple of pieces of mighty white for eight and a half quid fucking that's just it man it's, it's capitalism maybe he's right maybe he's right anyway um kill them all i say bring back hanging uh so look let's I promised you one of these teddy killer bits um, as people are complaining about distinct lack of throwers so far. So, you know, let's let's have a look. Uh, negative Thoughts EP. And uh, here is the title track, Negative Thoughts. 
few updates from the shout box. Uh, Congo and A replying to DJ Fresh saying, don't you fucking dare. Uh, one sandwich short of uh, a picnic says methadrone cries uh, crisis 2010 okay uh, D says Beldo has been sending me death threats uh, because we got gigs cancelled uh, they turned in tuned in here my UKD set that doesn't make any sense at all Mr. Merck says which is worse Psytrance or Communism Prince Andrew says Mayo is my favourite condiment and uh, the Prince of Wales says fuck all wrong with that sandwich Coming up at 11, or potentially 10 past, as uh, she's late on, I presume, just on official Power Gen business. Power Gen! But she has confirmed for the, uh, for the one hour and 50 minutes uh, of the rest of the show, she'll just be vibing. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, that's Teddy Killers with Negative Thoughts. Alright, well, that's led. Alright, alright, alright. That's led. Bloody stitch me up again like that Corala 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 Salad Salad Corala Corala Project EP that just all blends into one. Nice way to do business. Nice way to stitch Uncle Rankin up. But, you know, okay, fair enough. You know, you know. Not angry, I'm just disappointed. Anyway, um, football player handed five-year ban for biting opponent's penis. Um, there's, uh, I, mm, this I think is probably quite a low-level game as there doesn't appear to be any photos or videos of it. So it's almost certainly entirely fictional. But we'll, we'll yeah, I'll bite. I'll bite. Uh, the foot, a footballer has been suspended from the game for a grisly post-match brawl with one of his opponents. The awful occurrence happened in November last year in eastern France after a second division game between uh, Terville and Sotrich. Okay, second division, eastern France. Uh, if you're even the slightest bit squeamish, then you're probably best stop reading. Okie dokie. 
Um, Nando's uh, staff bewildered by a man named Mr. Chicken. Uh, but Burger King have a solution. All right, come on, let's go back to the penis biting. Uh, the football match. Oh, sorry. Following the match, a player on both a player on both sides started fighting. However, a second Turville uh, joined the melee in an attempt to stop the argy bargy. Another Sotrich player didn't take too kindly to this good Samaritan, joined the fight, and ended up biting his opponent's penis hard. The unwanted bite was so severe that the victim required 10 stitches and had to take four days off work. A disciplinary tribunal was called out uh, uh, was called to work out the punishment that would follow as a result of the brawl. Uh, the penis biter had been suspended from the game for five years, and the man who had his pecker bitten also copped a six-month suspension, according to the Daily Mail. Uh, the Mosulin Football District Emmanuel, District's Emmanuel Selling said the blame has been shared between both teams. Let <sighs> me bite and dicks, man. Like, sure. There are occasions when dick biting has its place. If someone is trying to force their penis into your mouth and you do not want it there, I feel it's perfectly acceptable to bite it. However... If it's a football match, or, you know, perhaps you are someone, I don't know, maybe, if if someone cuts in line at the cinema, maybe, it, yeah, maybe that's an acceptable time to bite a dick. I'm trying to think of other, you know, if someone, you know, if someone releases a record called something like, I don't know, Dibby Dibby sound or something, and you think that they've taken a, a vocal that, your, maybe maybe under those circumstances dick biting might be the answer maybe you know maybe maybe I don't know um, but look just, just stop biting dicks guys there's no need and look, I want to get onto this Nando's thing Nando's staff bewildered by a man named Mr. Chicken uh, but Burger King have a solution. A man whose surname is Chicken visited a Nando's restaurant last week, and it's fair to say things didn't go quite as he planned. Okay? Uh, he's got the beginnings of soy face, but he's going to Nando's, so I'm guessing he's not vegan. Anyway. Uh, last Saturday... Oh, no, sorry. Last Thursday, Stephen Chicken uh, headed out for a meal at a branch of Nando's in West Yorkshire. The restaurant was pretty busy, so he added his name to the waiting list and hung about until a waiter was able to seat him. But when the time came for his name to be called, things got a little awkward. A member of staff of the popular chicken chain uh, took one look at the waiting list and assumed Stephen's name must have been some kind of prank played on them by a colleague. So instead of seating him, they skipped over his name on the list and went to help someone else. Um, now we have a tweet from Mr. Chicken. It says the, waiters, the waiter at Nando's just skipped our name on the waiting list for a table because she thought it was a joke. Burger King chimed in, and they say, change your name to Stephen Whopper, dinner's on us. Well, I know a man <laughs> who's prepared to change their name uh, in order for, for cash, or I guess a free dinner. Mr. Kenny Ken, back to back with Kenny Ken. Um, I wonder what became of him. Uh, Stephen, a reporter of The Examiner, live tweeted about the hilarious incident and his post quickly went viral he wrote the waiter uh, yeah 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 more than 134,000 people liked the post uh, with over 11,000 retweeting it 
He later added that soon uh, they soon got the mess straightened out and there were no hard feelings about the error. Well, that that is good, isn't it? That's great. Wow, they've really written this up. This is it's a lot here. What's this? Don't Ed Ed Cumming? Right, don't get me started. Uh, Wei Ting said, uh, "At least you can avoid Nando's. I have to avoid lists." <sighs> Change it. Yeah. Okay, guys. I I get it. That's fine. Come on, look. Let's have one more thrower because you know I don't want to. Don't want to feel you've been underthrown this, uh, you know, this episode. Um, New Gantrum and Ruin. I think it's very unlikely they'll let us down. This is a track called Erase. I think it's on their label, No Music Allowed. Oh no, it's on Hoofbeats. Hoof. Hoofbeats. Uh, anyway, Clayton's got in touch. He says, got a load of hardware, unreleased tunes. I sell you the lot for a ton. Uh, Congo Natty says, no pork. Uh, Clayton then says, I help you sell that track fresh. Send me a copy. Fucking hell. Scantra and Ruin. Putin's special boys. Tracks called a race. Told you the feathery one abides. Power Gen update, she is on the bus. Looking like 15 minutes now. She is on the bus though. 
I can confirm. Destroy the world. Guys, that was Gantra and Ruin. The track is called Erase, and it's on Oof Beats Music. Um, yeah. Damn. That's got Shoe Throw of the Week written all over it. Yikes. Whoa. Okay. Please, keep your hands to yourself. Um, what's going on? The live, the live show chat. Uh, Mitten is posting titties uh, on the Discord. Um, it's just fine. Uh, Mr. Merck is just posting screen grabs of his mobile phone to prove that he has no fast food apps. Um, thanks for that, mate. That's that's really cool. Actually, really great of you to do that. Thanks, man. Um, D is talking about Burger King. Mitten says cook some deer or some elk. Um, and that is about it, really. Uh, in terms of shoutbox, um, more people are pretending to be D. Uh, Power Gen... Uh, she says she is on the bus. Um, fresh replying to Clayton. <laughs> Clayton's trying to get me uh, to buy into his new business to get the track out. What should I do? Definitely, definitely. Don't worry. Listen, don't worry about contracts. He's an honourable gentleman, uh, and uh, he will almost certainly. Probably, maybe, maybe pay, but okay, listen, stop, it's not about the money, it's just drum and bass, it's not about the money, if you get into drum and bass thinking it's going to be about the money, you're going to be sorely disappointed, I'll tell you that now, the drum and bass industrial complex will not let it happen, um, listen guys, uh, basically the end of the show, isn't it, near enough, you know, it's like four minutes or something, yeah, Four, four fucking minutes of what? Of this? Hope not. This is bad radio. This, just me talking about how long there is left of the show. I mean, you couldn't get a whole show out of that, could you? Be like, wow, we're a minute in. 59 minutes left, guys. What the hell's going to happen? Well, I guess once we get to 58, we'll start announcing this. We're 58 minutes left of the show. Is it art? No. No, it's not. It's annoying. <clears throat> Got into it with Dave again on the... Uh, the company that facilitate the radio stream because um, the uh, the thing that tells you what's playing the now playing uh, function of the radio uh, stream doesn't work very well that's uh, rather annoying um, they seem to think that it's my problem in fact the problem is their problem they seem to be insinuating that I am the cunt and you know that may well be true but I feel like this situation is it's not guys look power jan is coming up in about 15 minutes yeah so don't cry don't at me don't get what well, you can write whatever you want in the shout box but don't get up in the shout box calling me a cuck yeah because jen's 15 minutes late you know just that's it's not my fault 
Yeah, I have not attempted to sort of conspire to delay Jen. I could. It would be a weird thing to do. So it could be that could be an art project. How late can I make Jen? You know, just for various different things. I mean, firstly, I'd have to try and drum up a load of appointments for her. Like maybe, I don't know, try and get her involved in, I don't know, some sort of local project and outreach. Some sort of outreach, you know, some sort of local outreach where, you know, maybe Tuesdays you've got to be there by eight and then, you know, just conspire to get stuff in the way. Like maybe when she leaves the house, I could have... I could have put some sort of booby traps around, you know, maybe something that will uh, cause her to get, you know, drenched. So she has to go back and change and that's going to add another 10 minutes on, you know, things like that. Maybe like oil slick, you know, so she's slipping and sliding all over the place trying to get, <laughs> trying to get to her appointment, you know, but it's like, oh, it's slip, fuck, fucking hell. I'm thinking it's sort of Goonies level skullduggery here. Trickery. Um, maybe. Anyway, there's like 30 seconds of the show left. Guys, I'll be back on Friday. Uh, Jen is... will be here very soon. Uh, bowl, bowl cut? No, that's not right. Gold top uh, at eight. Is there anything else on today? Uh, the shoot th Threshold All-Stars mix is at one. So that's a bit of fun. Tomorrow, Jimmy Bud at 10. Uh, Bildo, good lad Bildo, is at 11. Um, 12, I think we're going to have the first first of big eights uh shows uh he's playing hip-hop and all sorts of other good things playing some hot jams uh benage confirmed shoe throwers shoe throwers tightly laced at one o'clock tomorrow afternoon mr merck and the boys doing eastern front at seven in the evening duff at nine anyway i'll be back on friday i love you all update your apps get in the shout box uh, and send cash or nudes the choice is yours. Guys, I love you. Goodbye.